0: This is One-on-One. Communicate. Please share and subscribe. I need your support. Welcome to One-on-One, conversation with Dr. Timothy Fong, PhD, professor of ethnic studies at California State University, Sacramento. And thanks for being here, Tim. I really appreciate it. Tim and I were colleagues when I worked at Sacramento State. He's just a fabulous professor. My daughter had him in one of his classes and, um, she just raved about him and, and, uh, he's just beloved by many, many students. We're here. I requested an interview with you to talk a little bit about the violence against Asian American and Pacific Islander citizens in the United States. And I've been reading every time I read something about an attack in San Francisco, you know, it hits home. I uh, lived in San Francisco for a while. I went to school there. What can you say about how do we want to start this? What do you want to say about why this is occurring? If we even know why this is occurring, because violence and evil, sometimes there's no even understanding it. And I'm one of those who see it and don't understand what's going on with us.
1: Well, um, I think it's important to to understand that this is not just a new phenomenon. This actually is a long-term historical uh, experience of anti-Asian violence. It comes and goes depending on on different times of either uh, economic um, um, crisis or economic uh, tough times. In this case, um, with COVID-19, along with economic um, uh, difficulties that many people are facing. But similarly, in the past, some of the most ardent anti-Asian sentiments coming from the highest offices of the land and in the case of uh, the president and uh, many members of his party. And it continues even after, after President Trump is gone. But there's just a long history. And uh, obviously, um, Asians have been coming to the United States for, uh, for a while, but particularly California. And in California, um, one of the f- earliest Supreme Court cases was a, was a case called People versus Hall, shortly after California became a state. And the California Supreme Court ruled that uh, the testimony of a Chinese man uh, against a white man is, was inadmissible in, in court. And in this case, it, was, it involved a Chinese man who witnessed a murder, and the assailant was uh, a white male, but the, the Chinese man's testimony was not allowed in court. What is important here, denying Chinese uh, ability to testify, also basically joined uh, Native Americans and African Americans who also were not allowed to testify in court against whites in California. 1854, of course, the Chinese Exclusion Act, which is a national law, prohibited immigration of Chinese laborers. This law was the first law to prevent all members of a specific ethnic or national group from immigrating to the united states i mean and then it came up again uh, fairly recently with the uh, muslim ban and so you know uh, history keeps repeating itself in very different ways there was an immigration act of 1917 uh, which banned to this country undesirables basically as a period of anti-immigrant sentiment undesirables that included illiterates uh, imbeciles insane people and homosexuals basically trying to curb immigration to the united states But one section of the law specifically designated an Asian barred zone, which people people simply couldn't immigrate. And it included much of Asia and the Pacific Islands. So you see a history. And then, of course, Japanese-American internment during World War II, which was forced relocation and incarceration of 120,000 people of Japanese ancestry, most of whom on the uh, West Coast, and 62% of those Japanese Americans who were in turn, were actually American citizens.
0: We have a pretty um, dark history when it comes to Asian American Pacific Islander citizens. Mm-hmm. We are talking about American citizens. And I just um, wonder why we haven't progressed or learned from all of our mistakes in the past and it's you just see it now and i'm of an age you get older and you think why is this still the same or i don't know if it's worse tim sometimes i think that we just know more about you know it mm-hmm. it's more evident because of social media the cameras are everywhere which i always thought that was a good thing Mm-hmm. It is, but on the other hand, it's hard to watch it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know some people just want to hide their head in the sand.
1: But-, but, but it's unfortunate to put the head in the sand, because in the reality, there's a long history. Um, there are various times when it, the anti-Asian sentiment and violence has arisen. Um, in the 1980s, when there was a backlash against port of Japanese cars, uh, in Detroit, in 1982, two auto workers killed a man named Vincent Chin who was not even japanese but they didn't know the difference and they didn't care and he was beaten to death with a baseball bat been several other cases uh, even even locally even locally in 1989 there was a schoolyard shooting uh, i don't know if you remember that at all but it was a, a man with an assault rifle dressed in camouflage went to an elementary school and uh, fired 100 over 100 rounds with a uh, with a uh, assault rifle and killed Five children. The youngest was six. The oldest was nine, and injured 31 others.
0: Was he targeting? Yes. Asian Americans.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And and he actually went to that school. The the uh, perpetrator went to that school. You know, it initially wasn't called a hate crime, ironically enough, even though it was targeting um, you know obviously Asian people, and they wouldn't know anyways because he killed himself before the police captured him. But it was not declared as a hate crime until the attorney general's office uh, did, a, did an investigation and declared it a hate. Just fairly recently in 2011, two Sikh men in Elk Grove were taking their afternoon walk and were shot and killed. And this case has never-
0: Yeah, it has not been solved. I know about the, the two Sikh gentlemen, stories have been done, follow-up stories about the police asking for help because they believe mm-hmm. that someone knows something and, mm-hmm. you know, they're just not talking. I, I've actually thought about doing a podcast and talking to family members mm-hmm. about it because it's so disturbing to me.
1: Well, the thing about anti-Asian violence is it's so random. And in the case of Atlanta, you know, these women didn't do anything. Neither the children in uh, Stockton schoolyard, neither they were because they were Asian, because they looked different, because they were seen as foreigners. Um, well, they were seen as threats, even though I... they were seen two older men and uh, young children.
0: Well, some of the violence in San Francisco has been against the elderly. It seems that the elderly are an, I don't know, an easy target because these people are cowards and bigots and whatever else they are, you know, whatever other bad name I can call them. For someone to attack the older gentleman in San Francisco, you know, it just celebrated birthday. um, And then a a woman was attacked as well, an elderly woman. And a lot of these crimes are against uh, women as well, which is. Yes, um, Yes.
1: there is an organization, uh, Stop AAPI Hate, which has been collecting data on this. And um, uh, women are the victims two and a half times more often.
0: Has Uh, the has the attack in Atlanta been uh, called a hate crime because I heard that there were saying that it wasn't a hate crime, which I just, that's another reason. It's like, by God, have we learned anything? Uh, not at this because-
1: statutes. I mean, but the reality it, it was xenophobic, it was racist, and, and misogynistic. I mean, that is pure, clearly the case. Um, there are guidelines because the, the perpetrator, the suspect, does not acknowledge that he was a racist. But you can still be a racist and just not acknowledge it. And there's plenty of examples of that, things people say that are absolutely racist, and they would never admit they're racist.
0: Right. Well, a lot of people are in denial about a lot of things. I know it's, it's easy to blame then-President Trump continued and still continues to call COVID-19 right. the China virus, which is totally incorrect. And he's the same man who denied masks and the same people. Or I mean, he got his vaccination as soon as he could. Now others are saying they're not going to be vaccinated, which is just um, actually criminal.
1: Yeah, just because he's not in office doesn't mean that his surrogates aren't doing the same thing. And fairly recently, I think this was uh, last week, there was a congressional hearing on the rise of anti-Asian sentiment in right. Congress.
0: Right. And
1: there was a congressman, uh, Chip Roy, from Texas, who used racist rhetoric, thinly veiled racist rhetoric, but hiding behind free speech, argument free, and tried to shut, shut, the, the, shut the hearing down, basically. Um, he obviously wasn't successful, but uh, this is the kind. Uh, this is part of what's so infuriating f- and so uh, egregious for everybody should understand this, but also particularly Asian Pacific Americans that there is there is this denial, and and I think what Trump did honestly was just basically made it normal, uh, gave permission for people to say things that, quite honestly, they likely were feeling anyway, and now it's all coming to a peak. I hate to say this, but even uh, I knew, I knew during the uh, presidential election last year when there'll be a ramping up, an escalation of anti-Asian sentiment. I knew that, uh, that, that there, there was obviously a candidate who would do anything to try and win. His surrogates continue that today. I knew it would escalate. And honestly, I also knew that something like what happened in Atlanta would take place. It's really sad that I have to think that way. I shouldn't have to think that way. But just as a professor of ethnic studies and knowing the history, it, in many ways, was inevitable. Well, I take that back. It, 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 could have, it didn't have to be that way. But clearly, there were people who purposefully used the racial racist rhetoric in an attempt to win an election.
0: Just makes you ashamed of the country. And you, it makes you ashamed. What has happened, you know, the same sort of thing is happening with black Americans. The same thing is happening with brown Americans. It's just bewildering. It's in so many things, Tim. It's depressing. It's I'm angry. And so the question is, what do we do? What do we all do? And I know there have been some some rallies and, and that kind of thing. But what's a long term? solution. I always say to people, you have to vote. I'm very uh, perturbed that Latin American men uh, uh, voted for Trump in a large, n- larger numbers. What do we do?
1: Well, again, um, the rhetoric has been normalized. Uh, it had been brewing for more recently. But again, it's always there. It's always been there. Uh, it's just times it peaks. And, you know, honestly, about 25 or 30 percent of um, the the, the, the Latinx uh, and Chicanx population voted for Trump. About 28 to 25% of Asians voted for Trump. I'm hoping they're regretting it now. Be that as it may, xenophobia, the racism biases and bigotry is, is there. And I think, as you mentioned, voting is one thing. The other part is bring, getting people in power uh, who will um, step up, who would call it what it is, who would recognize what it is, who will make uh, policy changes. Something as simple as, you know, even just re-looking at hate crime laws. And again, I'm not a lawyer, and I understand this is a, a problem for America, problem not just of whites. That is you saw the videos, not all the perpetrators were white. And so there is a, a courageous conversation we all need to have about anti-Asian sentiment and bias and racism. It is an endemic, it is an endemic problem. Across the United States, I I'm I know it's always going to be there, but I also know that that we can change and be mindful of times when we can see that it could escalate and do more preventive work um, and not not fuel the fire. Right. I mean, that's what happened. Being fuel,
0: pouring gas on the on the problem, and you know all these. People are lining up to replace Trump. Now they're they're going to be the the next Trump. And it's just, it's frightening to me that this is what's happening. And maybe using
1: the same strategy, which is scary.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I was just so, I don't know, proud or happy that the two Georgia senator elections worked really hard at the grassroots level to get out the vote and to get people to the polls. And now laws are being passed to deter people from voting and, or to make it more difficult for people to vote, which is a, a, a travesty. Yeah, I think that we need to gear up now for getting out the vote and making sure people are aware of all of the, the issues, the, the things that are happening, the hate that's happening, and, and try to do something about it. So that was why I wanted to talk to you.
1: Yeah, well, the outrage has to be across the board. We should racism and discrimination and, and, and violence. Uh, it's not just it's not just our, in this case, the victims responsibility. Everybody needs to take part in, in the change. Right. And changing themselves if we want to live up to the ideals of a better nation.
0: Right. Right. So it's not too late, <laughs>
1: I don't know. No, it's not, I mean the reality is that things have gotten better, um, but there are times when it gets worse. I mean, that is that is a reality. I mean, I, I'm i not so Pollyannish think it's ever gonna go away, but I think things can still improve. I mean, I, um, I have to feel that way. I don't know if I could function otherwise. I mean, the reality is that, you know, when I go out to store, just to get some toilet paper for my family, you know, I have to think about, is something going to happen? Am I going to be assaulted? Am I going to be a victim? It doesn't stop me from going out, but it does cross my mind. And then when I come home, it's like, whew, I'm sure glad nothing happened. I mean, it, it just, it's, it's not like I dwell on it, but it, but it is a burden that I have. And I think other people of color have as well.
0: Um, and it's a burden. I don't think that anybody should have in this right. country.
1: But there are people who are privileged. who don't have to think that way. Not every day. Right. And, you know, there's, there's that phenomenon of, of DWB, uh, driving while black or driving while blonde, uh, brown, mm-hmm. uh, that the cops will stop and then it could escalate into, you know, uh, violence, mm-hmm. uh, violent altercation. Well, you know, the, for, for Asians, uh, and, uh, and in the cases that I, I highlighted in Atlanta, in, in um, Elk Grove, in Stockton, You know the victims weren't doing anything. So in many ways, another uh, you know another term could be used. You know the the term that I I sort of coined is is, um, WWA. You know walking while Asian,
0: which is the two two of the people in San Francisco. I'm not sure of of all, but um, the one gentleman and then the lady.
1: Or going to work.
0: Right. And that's that's scary.
1: That is something that we that that a lot of people are starting to feel.
0: Any other suggestions from your brilliant mind about, I mean, what should we do? I just, mm-hmm. We want to do something. Right. All of us. Well, I mean, I think
1: just, um, you know, formal declarations. I mean, I know there's been several meetings with leaders and, you know, a lot of people have written statements and put on their website and things like that. And those are well and good because I think we all need to recognize, uh, I mean, it's good for all of us to see that there are allies out there.
0: hmm all right. Well, we need to encourage our influencers, but uh, on uh, but I think uh, but uh, our elected
1: officials for sure. Report. Just the the uh, stop API hate is is encouraging people to report incidents, and they're not all crimes. They are what they call hate incidents when somebody just yells at you, or what was the case in in uh, Twin Rivers School when a teacher on Zoom was recorded, you know, making you know. Um, you know, racist gestures, pulling back the eyes. Um, uh, again, and there was another case. I believe it was in Roseville when a Asian student leader got basically a hate uh, message. And these are this is this is why you're in school. So yeah. it's not only affecting just adults. Uh, obviously, what happened is uh, stuck in a schoolyard, but then you know it, it it happens. Age has nothing to do with it. Right. Race has everything. To
0: Wanted to talk to you uh, because you are very involved in the Full Circle Project, which is a wonderful project. The Full Circle Project is sort of a mentoring project for students at Sacramento State. Full Circle
1: Project, we're in our ninth year currently. Next year, we'll be bringing in our 10th cohort. And it is a program at Sacramento State that is funded by the U.S. Department of Education uh, with some now additional funding from Sacramento State to support uh, underrepresented and underserved Asian and Pacific Islander students. We have two programs. One is for freshman students and we bring in about 100 freshman students every year and then we also have a transfer program. We bring in 150-200 students every year. We are supporting and serving a good number of students between 200 and 250 every year. They come in so they and they and the purpose is to support the students throughout their time at Sac State. So uh, over the years, we've, we've, uh, we've uh, helped hundreds of students. Learning communities are basically, they take a cluster of classes together. And so that they build a sense of community among themselves because rather than just taking random classes they're taking some courses together. For the freshman students, it's not so much for the transfer students, is um, that they are required to take int- uh, Ethnic Studies 14, which is Introduction to Asian American Studies. And so, um, you know, quite honestly, we are educating students about the history of uh, Asian American experience, about themselves, about other Asians. And, you know, quite honestly, uh, I was talking with one instructor um, who did a debrief after the incident in, um, in, or the shootings in Atlanta. And she said, you know, students know what's going on i'd have to say a lot of it is the what we we sort of the history that we talk about in our classes, you know how to analyze what's going on i'm very happy to say our students get it and it empowers them
0: i'm listening to you and i I want to say oh, these should be mandatory classes for all all students
1: california state university uh has uh there's a new law uh that requires all students entering fall twenty twenty one to take one ethnic studies class. And it could be a general ethnic studies course. We talk about all the different groups, which of course is nice. There is now a requirement for students to take that. In high school, there is no requirement yet, but I suspect that's forthcoming.
0: You have these nincompoop parents who don't want to have these studies in their kids' classes. And uh, it's almost like they need to take a class. The,
1: uh, again, there'll be a requirement for ethnic studies. It, uh, um, uh, in the CSU, and this is across the system, all systems. But like our full circle project, we, we um, bring in 100 freshmen students every year. We're actually looking to double that size. And that would be about a third of all Asian freshmen who come in. Again, the focus would be a learning committee that would include among other courses, but it will also include uh, the introduction to Asian American studies. And Fabulous. I think that's, that's a, uh, that, that will enhance the reach and again, those students will tell their friends, hopefully, if they get a good experience and tell their parents and their families. And just the collateral beyond that is students who are in Full Circle Project graduate, uh, retain at a better rate and graduate faster than students who are not in Full Circle Project.
0: Right. It's a great Program And there's nothing better in life than education. And it should be a lifelong uh, commitment to read and to learn and to learn about other cultures, because that's what fights the fear. That's great to hear the, the news about the CSU. I had the pleasure, it was one of the joys of my uh, life at Sacramento State of working with a number of your students, some uh, just excellent film students, budding film students, and young women who were just um, extremely talented and it uh, was just a, a joy to meet those, those students.
1: The nice thing is I, I do not uh, do social media with current students. I just don't think that's appropriate, but I do do it after they graduate. Right. and. What's really interesting is when I look at their Facebook or Instagram, how many posts in the past were about full circle project. Yeah. Or, or you know, like you said, talking about anti Asian violence on their you know posting information and, and and highlighting you know their their concerns, which, you know, I guess we must have had some sort of impact. Which
0: is- yes. Oh gosh. Yes. You have a huge impact, Tim. You have a huge impact. I mean, you couldn't see it. I shot video at a couple of the gatherings, followed some students out out through their their work in the community. It's huge. It's giant. When Trump was doing all of the stuff with Mexican immigrants and and all the stuff that was happening down at the border with the children, Mm -hmm. and uh, now even Biden's trying to undo all the mess that was created in the last four years. Five years, and he's just a uh, just a kind man. I hope things get better for us here. I hope
1: country. so too. I mean, but like I said, the damage has been done. It's going to take time to repair. I mean, we we definitely took two steps backwards.
0: Yeah, we did, and, and in on all across the board. You see it so bluntly with Asian Americans right now, but for all oh, of great. us, for all, for women, for all minorities, for all of us, all of us, you know, human beings. Thank you. Good to see you. Thanks for sharing all of your knowledge on this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for teaching. There's more information on the Full Circle Project, Stop, APPI Hate, and other important links on my website. I've also produced videos. They are now posted on my YouTube channel. All the information you need is at GloriaMoraga.com. One quote that has stuck with me from my one-on-one with Professor Fong. He said, we need to have a courageous conversation about racism in America. Yes, we need to talk. We need to have a conversation. One-on-one. I'm Gloria Moraga. One-on-one. Fight. Hate, my friends. Communicate.